You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ah, the beautiful sounds of the theme music once again, the APC podcast from acmepackingcompany.com, part of SB Nation, talking Green Bay Packers, sort of, maybe, kind of, for some reason, we don't know. We're just, you know, just going to fire up the microphones. It's been a couple months. It's been a crazy, crazy summer, and uh, we thought we would get some content out there. Um, I am Zach Rapport, coming to you mid-nightmare, where the light at the end of the tunnel just seems to be, like, getting further and further away like is it an illusion what's real what's not who knows um but we figured again we'd at least mutter some of these thoughts into a microphone for you guys and maybe some of them will end up meandering their way towards something resembling green bay packers talk and uh, to do that with me is my good friend alex patakis how are you ma'am i'm doing well about as well as you can uh given the circumstances so Ugh. What a year. 2020. The worst. Yeah. It's the worst year. The literal worst. But it's yeah. all right. You know, we got a few things to look forward to, I guess. Right? I mean, I can't really think of many. <laughs> the idea that football could be played, I guess, is one thing that's that's keeping people, uh, I don't know, excited, I guess, Again, for that the weird... next few months. That weird light at the end of the tunnel. I've used this phrase a lot in the last couple of months talking about random people or businesses as I've been applying for jobs, et cetera. But um, I think some people and certain companies and, and just have this idea of this magical time, we'll call it three months in the future, where everything will be better and be back to normal. And it's this like perpetually moving goalpost. And like a bunch of people and companies don't seem to be want to actually put in the work in the meantime to like make that a reality. So that has been uh, tough. And we'll talk a little bit about that as the uh, NFL and NFLPA try to come to terms on what football might look like here in the next uh, couple of weeks. And um, then we'll talk for 40 minutes about Danica Patrick. And no, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> we're definitely not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Um, should we just get right into it? I don't know. We, we usually like this, like five minutes of banter. How you been? How many masks do you have? I still have a good supply. <laughs> if you're, if you're posing that question, I, I had a surplus because I was wearing masks when I was going through my treatment and I, well, actually, no, it's that I had masks and wouldn't wear them because I was being stubborn. And, uh, that was when I was actually immunocompromised and now I am nonstop wearing them, even though I have a normal immune system, thankfully. And uh, I've got like, I, I considered donating them, but then I realized like, I'm going to need them for probably another year, you know? While. So yep. I'm like, maybe I should hang on to these. Now that New York's in a position where we're donating PPE to other places, I think I should yeah. hang on to them. 
And is that like the the medical N95 mask? You got cloth no, masks? no. They're just like the no. They're not the the N90 or is it M or N? I always forget. N. Yeah. Okay. It's not the N95 ones. It is like those other ones they wear, like in the, the N64 masks. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Those the Mario Kart special. Um. Yeah. No. It's uh those like regular like blue ones. They look medical, but they're like not. You know, they do the trick, though. Anything does the trick. I'm not trying yeah. to tell people you need that one for it to be effective because. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to talk about anything like remotely football related without talking about the virus, though. Right. Like, it's so true. it's, it's so true. I am a little concerned because I don't want this to turn into like. A political thing, and it's fucking dumb that if you talk about the virus, it does turn into that. But that's also where we are, which is also yeah. mega depressing. So like, but it is hard to talk about football without that. But anyway, I'll it's let true. you steer the ship because i feel like you'll you'll do a much better job than at being like positive and making this listenable i would say is that why you like uh, peel back the curtain a little bit because when we first started the show a couple years ago you uh i i I almost like employed you to be the host because i used to listen to you on the radio you're good on the mic you're a radio guy you can you know the red light goes on and you can just talk for hours which is not a skill that i have but at some point we switched roles and you were like, I like the show better when you do it. Is that because you think I'm like nicer or more optimistic? No, it has nothing to do with nice or optimistic. I think it's just better at, so as weird as this is, and I, I did think about this all before, like kind of suggesting to the group that you, that you be the one to kind of lead it. But you, I think that something happened when I like got out of radio because I was always kind of the point guy. For the most yeah. part in radio, because that was like my strength and I didn't want to be like the overly opinionated guy screaming and pissing people off. But I think because it was like a different format and podcasts felt like they were supposed to be looser, I got really sloppy. And then I realized that like when I lead the podcast, it's kind of just like this meandering thing where you, yeah. I think you are like very good at just like keeping it on track and making sure like we don't end up talking for 90 minutes for no reason. Like you're just a very good judge of like what's good content and when to kind of steer the ship where I think there's just, there's something about like not being on the clock and not being like my show ends at this time. Yeah. I think makes me just shitty and like too long, you know, and just like too huh. distracted. So I That's thought like, I, sh I thought the show got so much better when you started doing it um, as oh, like the thanks. main driver. Yeah, well, no, I'm not saying it to be nice. I just think it was, it was just like <laughs> it was better. You know, it was. Like, I I almost think of it like, uh, in the opposite terms that you just described, where I think of radio as like, because I always used to listen to the radio in my car and at work, and just like it's just on all the time and just happening. And like you as the broadcaster, you're thinking it's very subject oriented. You've got times. Uh, that you've got to like, you know, say an advertisement, cut to commercial, do all these things. Uh, but for me as the radio consumer, it's just like talking that happens at you. Whereas when I think of podcasts, I think of them as very like uh, strategic and measured and okay, this is who we are. This is our topic today. Now let's get into it. And I, I say that now as I look down and uh, and my recording, we're like 14 minutes in and haven't talked about the Packers, but nonetheless, <laughs> this is a different, this is a different <laughs> circumstance, but that is funny. Yeah. And I, and I think that that is why you are a better podcast creator for certain, because it's not, you know, it's not me just being like, well, we could turn it on. It's recorded. We could do whatever we want. And so, you know, we could cut it up and kind of just, you know, people are going to listen to it and 
no one's like walking in here to start their podcast when I'm yeah, done. Right. So I'll just keep going. You know? So yeah, I don't know. And then I'll, I'd leave you and Ben get on the train and go home and have like an hour and a half of content to sift through. Well, that's the other thing, right? It's like, you're the one who's like doing the guts on the back end. So when you do it on the front end, you make it easier for yourself, which I think there's a, con- has a like built in control. Yeah. yeah. Streamline this whole process of like getting this thing up and that's true. All that good stuff. So, uh, Anyway, yeah, that, I mean, that's a fun thing to talk about, right? Tweet at us if you agree that Zach is way better at hosting this podcast, because I, I think it's definitely <laughs> the truth. Although I could say we, we haven't been as consistent as usual, but probably better podcasts. It's true. Though, no, I will say, um, and, and I guess I guess a, an apology of sorts to to all you listeners out there, but we've been, we've been kind of off the air for maybe even a little over two months. Time is both like, flown by and ground to a halt in a weird kind of way this summer uh we do usually take a a good amount of time off in the summer but i had big grand content plans to really release consistent content this summer and they all just came to a halt for lots of various uh, life and societal reasons but we are back and we're gonna try to do weekly content as much as we can. Alex, I thank you for taking some time today. We'll try to get Ben Foldy on. And we'll just, you know, it might be a Motley crew, but we'll we'll try to get some weekly content going forward. And um, with that, we we switch to a little bit of football talk in, in so much as we can talk about something resembling uh, football as camps were supposed to start this week. Rookies were supposed to report this week for many teams. Um, obviously, that's not happening. There are talks between the NFL and NFLPA. They're ongoing in terms of like what camp and a potential preseason if there is one. Looks like mid-pandemic. It's it's hard not to see the way this is all coming down to the wire and think, gee, the NFL really blew it in terms of wasting months of like potential time to prepare, set up protocols, procedures, infrastructures, all that fun stuff. Alex, do, does the way this is playing out surprise you at all? <laughs> not really, no. I mean, I, I didn't expect the I didn't expect the NFL to like have a, a really great plan. Um, I guess I just didn't trust them uh, as much as I would trust some other entities that are uh, either coming back or, um, you know, like on on track to to come back. There's at least some like agreement in there. I mean, there's a lot of I don't know, man, I there I think there are a lot of hurdles for the NFL with this clearly. I mean, I think that like one to try to like bring everybody to Disney and like finish your season. If you're the NBA is, is far more attainable than uh, trying to start a season, especially a season that has such a long lead up and off season program. I mean, like for whenever foot, let's say football does come back and it starts this year. There is like, first off, I mean, my expectations for young players in the league coming into the league would be, drastically altered i would think um just but from like you know the sheer fact that football in itself is such a you have to learn so much just before you can actually get to like the physical element of it yeah so i think that that kind of you know i feel bad for people entering the league at this point um you know i don't really necessarily believe there's going to be college football which is another huge thing that's going to like alter the eligibility i would assume of some players like football just has a lot of shit to deal with that isn't as prominent in some other sports. Like, like I said, again, the NBA is just trying to finish a season, right? Like 
they're just going to go and bang out these games and it's five on five at the end of the day. It might look a little bit more like pickup than it usually does, but it's still going to be a quality product because that that's entertaining anyway. Yep. Football's not not like that, you know, yeah. and it's so dependent on atmosphere and the fans. And it is. A, I know that NFL is like a television product first and we're still going to watch it even if there's nobody there. But the fact that like we're we haven't established a real plan for the season to happen yet. And the conversation about fans or how many fans is already happening. Yeah. And to me, that's the problem. Like that, that's what I was. That's a big cart before the horse kind of thing. Yeah. I know you started this by just asking like, am I surprised? But basically like, I guess my, my overwhelming emotion when it comes to this is a little bit of anger. And again, it goes back to the virus because it's like, it's, it's, in some regard to me, it seems ridiculous that there would be any fans at any NFL games. And the idea that was waved around about fans signing a waiver to me was like <laughs> really appalling. And there's, you know, I love Packer fans, but football fans aren't people I would necessarily trust to like protect themselves, yeah. you know, from something like this. And also there's just an element to it. That's like, yeah, like there are leagues across the world. I mean, I watched a game, an exhibition game today uh, of soccer that happened in France that had thousands of fans there, but they fucking earned that, you know? Yeah. Right. Like they, they like there's put in the work. They wore the mask. You can't just say that that's like, well, that's happening there. So why wouldn't it happen here? Because it was completely different circumstances. And it yeah. like that ties into a bunch of other stuff. I know we don't want to talk about in this podcast, but like the, the handling of the virus itself is impacting everything. So if you're if you're like, well, I need my football and it's ridiculous that I can't be there, then there's a lot of places to point the finger. Yeah. And the NFL isn't necessarily the place, you know. So I also I do feel for them in a way as well. Yeah. Um, because you know they're not making laws in this country, and they're not, you know, they're they're only trying to figure out what to do yep. with sport. So. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned college football, and I guess I hadn't thought too much about college football, but if there was ever an argument to pay the players, <laughs> you're going to have like unpaid uh, unpaid labor come in for this entertainment product that's a revenue generator for for the university mid, mid-pandemic, like playing for universities where students aren't allowed to come on campus. It's so absurd. Yeah. No, completely. It doesn't make any sense. It's that 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 right there is like so. Is it amateurism or is it not? You know, if if they need to, if you're admitting it's a business because you need the revenue for your school, but kids can't go to school. So what are they playing for? Their scholarship for classes that they can't take. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like what? Yeah, what's that about? Um, and that's yeah, that's you know, I guess I you know that that's like a really significant long term effect of this. As far as football goes, is that, you know, like, what do you do if you're entering your senior year and you're, are you not going to have a season and you're eligible next year? So does everyone just like miss a year of, you know, football life, I guess? That's what would have to happen, right? You can't use, lose a year of eligibility by not playing. Yeah. I don't know. Another, another sort of uh, group of people that is really affected by what's happening or not happening right now is, is, is like roster bubble guys and UDFAs and, and, guys who really, really need reps in front of coaches and honestly really need preseason games as much as we don't need or want them, uh, most of us anyway, uh, need those reps uh, to show what they can do and also just to practice live reps with with other guys. And they might not get those or they're going to get them in a much more limited capacity than they normally would. 
And I, I wonder how that's going to affect things. Yeah. I mean, that's, again, I think that that's, that's going to be, I, I don't know. I, I think the league handled the doing a virtual draft really well. I don't know how you can do like virtual onboarding of an NFL football player effectively when it is so reliant on just like actual, you know, playing of football, like athleticism. Yeah, there's only so much like film and mental and digital reps that you can take before you just got to get the pads on and get out there and see what it feels like. Yeah. And I think these guys will be in great shape. They just won't like have a clue, you know, of like what's going on. You know, I think it's really hard to learn a system. And yeah. and, and and that's one thing I think we talked about. I, I can't remember if we talked about this on our last, last podcast, which feels, I mean, it was ages ago, but um, like in hindsight, I, as far as the Packers go, I'm very thankful that this wasn't last off season where we're going through like a, com- you know, a complete regime change in terms of the coaching or, you know, at oh. least a, 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 a overhaul of the coaching staff i know the defense what a side hot of the mess that would have sucked would you know and and the fact that they kept mike Pettin now i know you don't just want to keep a coach who isn't the right coach because who, who knows what the offseason looks like but i do feel a bit of comfort knowing that at least there's not a new guy coming in installing a yeah. new offense and it's more of just like a continuation of the same for the guys who will probably be on the field because i don't think a lot of the young guys are going to be on the field right away it just doesn't seem yeah. to make sense yeah, that actually that actually makes me think of not to change the topic to a non-Packers team, but it makes me think of a team like the Cowboys, who I think a lot of uh, a lot of commentators uh, are are thinking pretty highly of headed into this season. A lot of weapons, uh, a new coach. Most people would say an upgrade at coach, uh, but uh, a first-year coach in terms of the the program that he's trying to implement there. And it just seems like in that circumstance, like like you said, if this would have happened last year with Matt LaFleur, um, I just don't know how that works. How do you put your fingerprint on the team? I mean, someone like Mike, Mike McCarthy is a program manager. He's like very organized and knows how to stick to a plan and, and a message. But how do you get your fingerprint on the team? How do you get the guys, honest, just the reps that they they need? Some of these teams, I feel like it's going to be like, it's already pretty sloppy until like maybe, you know, game four of the regular season i think for some of these teams at this point i just i'm uh, i'm buckling up for however this plays out i feel like the first half of the season is just going to be like mystery meat every week yeah um i agree and you know what in a way maybe we're almost lucky that the rule changes of adding um another playoff team happen this year because like maybe there there might actually we'll sneak be in there like a really good team that maybe just for the first like three or four weeks of the season it's not working out and it's and it's not like anything to do with anything other than the fact that they're you know they're just rusty you know if you have no preseason you have no i mean there'll be some form of training camp obviously they're not going to start playing games out of you know out of nowhere but um it's just the ramp up period for football is so long. Like the the, yeah. the quality of football you watch in like around the holidays, even you know, compared to what you were when you were like tuning in in August and September, so different is so different. So now, like, throw this into that, and like, wow, you know, holy shit, like, what's that going to be like? Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, man. All right, next topic: smooth transition. <laughs> next topic. <laughs> You had mentioned we were sort of texting back and forth the past few days, like, what can we talk about? Uh, and I take it you've been mostly off uh, offline, off Twitter in your usual offseason hibernation. But you did point out sort of the fervor that's going on uh, in terms of uh, 
Madden ratings coming out and Rogers getting, uh, I think an 89 or a 90, depending on, on where you look. Um, and just in general, sort of this general off season trend of Packers players being a bit, I think overlooked, um, and all these like utterly meaningless top five, top 10, whatever lists from Devonte Adams to Aaron Jones, uh, et cetera. Now this is now we're getting into the content about content portion of the off season where usually, you know, we, we have our, our tropes that we, <laughs> that we like to break out this time of year, but, um, Aaron Rodgers got an 89 on Madden. Don't you just feel so <laughs> passionately upset about that? How uh, angry are you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like I, <laughs> I think when we first like jokingly texted about it, I said that seems about right. But then like, that's only before you look at like the other ratings, I guess. Yeah. You know? It's like so, relative like, to other players. Yeah. Like what's Madden doing? You know, if we're, if we've got all these other guys in the nineties that, don't feel like they should be um yeah i mean i don't know i i i'm more in terms of content about content it's more the content of people just like ranking players as opposed to madden ranking players that yeah. is a little bit annoying like to just like there seems to be this weird like i i want to say section of twitter but it's like everything except packers twitter that like likes to talk about how many receivers are better than Devonte Adams, and actually Madden <laughs> I think only has four receivers better than Devonte Adams, which sounds about right. So maybe that maybe Madden is <laughs> like a better way to rank players because this like weird stuff that's coming out, and then Packers Twitter like yeah. revolts, and then we're all pissed off. Yeah, it's can like, we can we trust their their analytics on one end and and uh, discard it on another end? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's uh, it's brutal. Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, it has to just be like, again, like lockdown, quarantine, coronavirus related that we're just like going to care that much about. Like what, because what else? I don't know that it is. Really? I think it's, yeah. So here's one of, the, I think that the people who really like our show and there's, you know, like four or five of them out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think one of the things that they like about us is that we're different from typical sports talk because I think so much of sports talk, and that's a very broad economy of content out there is literally just about ranking players and conversations about the, the minutia and the hair splitting of why X person is better than Y person. And I mean, you know, forget about it. If you're talking about like MJ versus anyone, if you're talking about players who like aren't playing anymore and it's just this, like, it's this whole oeuvre that like really is the heart of most, uh, sports content. And we, I feel like we don't like that and don't do that here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. I, but because it's just not, it's, what does it do? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it's not based on anything. Yeah, so there's like Uber analytics and like ranking people Twitter and then there's uh, contract talk Twitter and like those are the two sections that like they're there and I interact with them because we're sort of like all part of the same, you know, like Packers, uh, you know, content sphere family. But also like we've talked about you and I on the show many times. I just want to watch entertaining football. I just want my team to win. I don't care about, you know, on Sunday at, you know. 12 p.m. don't care about the contract and i don't care about you know i don't even know 
all of the, there's like so many advanced metrics that are flying around different combinations of numbers and this is why we have other experts on the show to talk about this stuff because like even just coming up with an example off the top of my head like don't know don't care right yeah <laughs> don't care. And, and least of all like about a rating in a in a in a video game right and i'm yeah, not like i man. i i haven't well i haven't played madden in a while but i you know i'll play video games whatever and i like used to care about that stuff a lot but there's gonna be an update like by the time you get to play this game like Aaron Rodgers isn't even gonna be an 89 because they would have read all this backlash and also by the time there's games and all these other guys suck that they have rated high like that's just gonna change yeah. like so well and that's why I gave the caveat when I when I teed us up here of saying 89 or 90 depending on where you look because I swear it was 89 and then I did a bunch of googling today and a bunch of things said 90 so oh, did they really? raise it one point I don't know maybe they did I didn't dig that hard but I saw definitely saw two different numbers, and so that to me tells me that the backlash is already happening, or you know maybe some people just got it wrong. But eighty nine or ninety, depending on who you. Ask. Damn! Wow, <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I thought it was just like I thought for sure like that. That's the rating until you like get the game in your hands and download a roster update that usually comes out like the same day that the that the game comes out. Yeah. But you know I what? Know. I the guess you know you know how it does matter if we don't get real football. And the online simulated football that people are betting on, uh, esports, yeah, <laughs> ends up being like, uh, you know, the next year, this coming year's Madden ends up being then, then like, yes, it's gonna hurt the Packers betting odds because it's a simulated fucking game that's based on like ratings. <laughs> so maybe then it does, maybe it, you know, it's a that could be a matter of uh, a lot of money for some people. Now that I think about it, I have it's a few true, friends like who are like. Man, like how dark have things gotten when you're watching a simulated, you're not even watching two real people play each other. It's not even like esports where there's like people who are really good that can make a living off of that now. You're just watching a simulated video game and betting on it. Oh my God. Uh, are you, uh, is that, are, is, are you actually talking about yourself or really? No, I swear. I know. I, I, I won't do that. Like I refuse to do that. I understand that it, like, you know, it's, it's, Maybe it's like the thing is, it's not a crapshoot. Like, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it gives you the same endorphin release that, that yeah. it would if it were real. But I don't know, man. That's that's a weird one. But hey, you know what? If you are doing that, you do you. Whatever it takes to get through this thing. <laughs> yeah. Damn straight. I don't know. I'm out of topics. I think we're ready. to Washington, they changed their they're going to change their name. How about that? Yeah, topic. that's a that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> that is actually a very good thing. I feel like we've talked at length about that franchise in the past, like in past years, even on this podcast. So we have um, talked about how from the top down, it's a garbage franchise yeah, <laughs> from I, the from the leadership and it, and it trickles down. And um, we haven't talked about the name specifically because I feel like we've all just sort of uh, between we three, you, you, Ben and I. Uh, we've we've just come to this agreement that we weren't going to say the name because it is obviously a racial slur. Yeah, we weren't going to talk about that particular fact at length on air because we felt like let's rather just let our actions lead, and we're just not going to say it. We're not going to talk about it because, of course, it's a racial slur. And over the over the years, we've uh, the Packers have played them a handful of times, and every time we do an episode, either leading up or um, or after. And and we make a point of saying Washington football team. I get someone someone comes into the comments uh, or leaves a review on iTunes, really just gunning for us, um, and you know calling us 
all kinds of names that I don't wish to repeat here, but it's just, it, it feels, I just like, let's just let it rest. I'm just glad that it's just going away. It feels like, a, I think it was like Patrick Claibon, maybe someone, someone at the NFL actually published uh, a, an article basically saying like, this was a longstanding uh, embarrassment for the NFL and it's finally yeah. getting right. It's someone on the NFL media side said that. And I just, feel, I don't want to say like, I feel vindicated, like, Oh, I, I, I told you random guy on Reddit who doesn't like our show. Um, but it just feels like, I don't know. I'm just in, like we've talked about in all the swirl of like nightmare that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. As uh, as Kevin Malone once said on the office, it just feels good to win one. You know, like it's just this is just a, it's a good thing. It's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> I, I think the idea that that was a garbage franchise in the top down has definitely uh, turned out to be true. And and more oh, than just yeah. the name this offseason, oh, obviously yeah. with uh, the other uh, bombshell Washington Post piece um, that came which out, which everyone should read if you haven't read it yet. Yeah. Um, for those who are very opportunistic, I have a friend. Uh, <laughs> and uh i don't think he's gonna be mad because i don't think we uh enough people are looking to dig this deep into our podcast to steal his idea but he said it's only a matter of time before all these other teams that are very question you know have very questionable like uh mascots or team names yeah. uh begin to consider changing theirs too and he's like best idea i had during this pandemic uh, he's a small business owner and his business got ruined. He's like, he's like half joking when he's like looking for any angle. If you basically <laughs> just like, but copyright, like all of the other like good ideas that make sense for these team names that you think they uh-huh. might take, you can make a nice payday. It's the same oh, thing yeah. as like buying a URL that you know is going to be like really like somebody's going to pay you a lot of money for that long term. Yep. Like, I bet you there's people with like whiteboards in their basement, like, listing all of the different possible like team names for the Kansas City football team. They've done a deep dive on Kansas City local history and, and the lore. Cleveland and... baseball team and all of this yeah. stuff. And uh, somebody somebody's gonna get rich off that for sure. Man. Which will be the ultimate get. Good job to those with that mm. kind of who who think that way. I would never in a million years uh think that way myself. You don't have to look that hard. There's a lot of team names where it's like really just pick something else. Everyone Come should on. just be an animal. Yeah, or just have all birds. You know, yeah. it's like it, <laughs> all birds or something. <laughs> the all birds NFL. Let's do yeah, that. <laughs> or packaging companies. You know, like packing companies or something. You know, just just be like something that cannot be misconstrued in any way as something that is offensive, racist, or any of that. It's not that hard. Yeah, a lot of people have been birding during the pandemic. You know, because they have nothing else to do but go to parks. Pick any of those birds. There's fucking thousands of them. And name your team after that, whichever one you spot in your state the most. I mean, it's really not hard. A lot of cactus wrens out here in the uh, Southwest. <laughs> I saw some nature on your Instagram story today. Uh, you, you were watching like something bloom like actively. Like it was. Yeah, like we've a... got a uh, we've got a one of our quarantine activities. So we have a man-made pond in our backyard. And we've just put water in it and it's just been this nice little water feature that has a little, a little pump that makes a little fountain noise and it's been fine. And over the the last year and a half that we've lived here, everyone's like, oh, you should add fish. You should add fish. And it's like, nah, I don't really want to, that seems like a lot of work. Um, and then pandemic time happened and we're just like, you know, you're looking around the house, like, what can I do? Like, what kind of project can I undertake? And so we've added a bunch of plants, water plants. We've got, you know, 
lilies and irises and hyacinths and all this stuff. It's really like a rabbit hole that you can uncork and it's just this endless um, experimenting with an ecosystem. We added a bunch of fish. And so, yeah, we have a, a, a lily is just blooming a flower as of today. And it, like very actively over the course of an hour went from a closed bulb to a flower. So on Instagram, I documented that because that's what my life is these days. That's, way, <laughs> that's where you I'm know at. So, like that's, it was nice. It was good to look at. It was nice. I'm happy for you. It's way more peaceful than getting bogged down and all this other stuff that's going on the second you log on to the internet, right? So, uh, Pond tent. Content about ponds. That's my uh, Instagram <laughs> stories feed right now. So Nice. At Zach Rapport, if anyone wants to <laughs> follow along <laughs> with our backyard follies here in Albuquerque. I don't know, man. Is that it? Is that a show? Are we done? Sure. <laughs> no, it was good to talk to you either way. Likewise, <laughs> man. Know? It's good to see your face. And um, I don't know. I'm, I'm like I said earlier, I'm down with uh, trying to fire this thing back up and, and come up with some interesting content ideas. If any of you guys out there have ideas of things we can, we can talk about that specifically are not X's and O's, but other interesting topics as we gear up to get ready for maybe something that resembles a football season, hit us up at the APC pod on Twitter at Alex Patakis at Zach Rapport, uh, at Ben Foldy. The blog, acmepackingcompany.com, all that stuff. We are there for you. We've been gone for a while, but we are back. And uh, I'm going to hit the polka for the first time in a while. Going to bob up and down. And I think that's it, man. I, I really appreciate you joining me today. And like I said, it's good to see your face. Good to hang out for a little while. Yeah, absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Looking forward to uh, more of them with or without football. Hopefully with. Fingers crossed. Wear your masks, people. Just do it. Let's get some football. It's like, I know it's a selfish reason, but if that's what it takes to get you cooperating and caring about other people, that's where we stand. Shouldn't be a political statement. All right. We're, get, we're, getting, we're getting off the rails now. Okay. APC Podcast for Alex. I'm Zach. Keep it locked in. AcmePackingCompany.com. We'll see you later. Go Pack Go. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. 
and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high volume, high speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Anthropic. 